The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. M-S-W Media. Cinco de Mayo is upon us, and if anyone knows how to celebrate, it's Cuervo. Cuervo is challenging people to go off this Cinco by giving away hundreds of Y2K flip phones. They're also known as dumb phones, along with thousands of dollars towards drinks for you and your friends. From now through May 5th, you can visit CuervoDumbPhone.com to enter to win your very own Cuervo Dumb Phone and go off this Cinco. Cuervo's given away hundreds of these phones to random winners leading up to Cinco. And if you don't get a phone, they're also giving away thousands in cash so tequila lovers can still go out and celebrate with friends in real life on Cinco de Mayo. Cuervo's accepting entries for a chance to win through May 5th. Don't wait. Go to CuervoDumbPhone.com now and get off this Cinco. Hi, this is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to Dan Don on What We're Drinking Now. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Welcome to the show, my friends. I'm Dan Dunn, also known as The One Who Knocks. I am The One Who Knocks. No, I'm The One Who Knocks. I am The One Who Knocks. Okay, fine. Fine, Heisenberg. You win. This time. Coming up, just a few minutes, I'm going to be chatting with an old pal of mine, a great dude, fellow Philadelphian host of the Name Drop podcast, Mr. Tim Bader, will be right here on this very program. Coming up in two days, May 4th, Thursday, May 4th, I'm going to be doing a live recording of what we're drinking at the Stand Comedy Club in New York City at 8 p.m. in the main room. My guests, wow, what a lineup of guests I got. Comedians, Corinne Fisher, Ryan Long, Justin Silver, Colm Terrell, and possibly a special guest star. Show is sponsored by my friends at Jose Cuervo. And, yeah, what can I say? It's going to be a fantastic, it's kicking off, you know, it's on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. And then the following day is Cinco de Mayo. So we are going to be throwing back some tequila for sure at the stand. For tickets, go to thestandnyc.com, click on shows, click on my show, 
and you get a, a complimentary Cuervo Cristalino drink with every ticket purchased. Love to see you there. I really would. Also invite you to follow me at the Imbiber on Instagram at WWD underscore podcast. That's the podcast Instagram. It's a little one, but, uh, you know, follow us both. So during the height of the pandemic, I would often think, man, if I make it out of this goddamn thing alive, I'm going to follow Thoreau's lead and suck out all the marrow of life. I was determined to travel, go to plays, concerts, sporting events, check out as many restaurants and bars and as many places as I could. But a funny thing happened. As the curtain came down on COVID restrictions, I found that even though I no longer really feared contracting the virus, the thought of venturing back into the wild made me extremely anxious. It's like instead of catching the virus, I caught a case of agoraphobia. For the first time in my life, I had this heightened fear of leaving the house. And honestly, to this day, I still struggle with it. But I'm determined to fight this feeling and beat it. No, I can fight this feeling. I will fight this feeling. Despite my uneasiness, I force myself to go out and do things. And you know what? Almost every time I do, I'm so damn happy I did. Take the other night, for instance. I was fortunate enough to have been invited to a dinner at one of my favorite restaurants, Toscana, which is on San Vicente Boulevard in the Brentwood section of L.A. I love Toscana. I do. It's a trattoria that's been there, you know, 30 years. It has a real neighborhood feel to it. If, you know, you happen to live in a neighborhood where Kate Hudson or Tom and Rita Hanks might drop in at any moment. But, but for real, it's a, it's a fine dining spot, but it doesn't feel stuffy. The food's amazing. Northern Italian, farm to table, just, you know, on point. So this dinner at Toscana I'd been invited to featured two acclaimed winemakers who had flown over from Tuscany, uh, Massimo Piccin from Podero Sapayo and Roberto Gianelli of San Filippo. Plus, they had Michelin star chef Omar Bersacci from Osteria La, Ma- La Magona in Bulgari section of Italy. All three of these guys, total ballers. But when I woke up on the morning of that dinner, there was that damn anxiety. I started making excuses in my head about, you know, why I should bail. It's Monday. I've got a big week ahead. I should take it easy. I'm doing that live show I mentioned in New York. I got to rest my fat ass and get it in shape real quick. Rich Italian food and wine ain't going to help that. Oh, and then there's always the traffic. I can always try to talk myself out of shit with LA traffic. You know, it'll take a good 20 minutes to get over there. Oh my God. Really, Brentwood's right next to Venice where I live, but still I'm, I'm using that as an excuse. So at one point, I almost emailed the folks who'd invited me in with some lame excuses as to why I would not be attending. But then in the immortal words of that townie from the Waterboy, well, I thought, You can do it! That's right. By the way, that townie was played by Rob Schneider, who has gone off the deep end with QAnon and MAGA shit. The fuck is the matter with you? But I digress. So I bravely ventured out that night, made my way to Brentwood. That's right, folks. Not all heroes wear capes. But in all seriousness, once again, I'm just so glad I didn't have to give in to that nagging little voice in my head that tries to hold me back. Because the whole evening was a blast. Food was out of this world, and the wines, oh, the wines, they were so good. Seriously, both Padero Sapayo, 
which is, so in case you want to get these ones, it's P-O-D-E-R-E and then S-A-P-A-I-O. My Italian pronunciation is terrible. And San Filippo, which is S-A-N and then F-I-L-I-P-P-O. These are small production wineries, right? They, they regularly rack up 97 to 100 point scores from Wine Spectator and the other top wine critics. Now, Roberto Gianelli of San Filippo's, he makes these Brunellos that are just, ooh, they're terrific, robust. I, oh, I love them so much. And then Massimo Pacin from Padero Sapayo makes these sublime Bordeaux-style Cabernet blends in, right there in the heart of uh, Tuscan Maremma, which is that region where the wines are from. So <clears throat> what was even better is I had both winemakers at my table along with some new friends I made. Shout out to Jenny and Gabe and Brandon. Great night, guys. And the folks that run Toscana, they just, they they foster a real party atmosphere in the place, you know. Things got all kinds of rowdy. Wine flowing, singing, people are bopping around table to table. Now, the point of telling you all this isn't to brag about some awesome dinner I was lucky enough to attend while you were sitting at home, I don't know, helping your kid with her math homework. Truth be told, I might be bragging just a little. God knows I pay enough fucking rent to live here should be able to gloat about why I live here every once in a while. But no, my point is, I've always intended this show to be a celebration of bar and restaurant life. Going out, having a few drinks with old friends, making new ones, eating, drinking, laughing, loving. The stuff that makes all the other bullshit we have to deal with at home and work tolerable. I'm telling you about my struggle to reintegrate with the outside world. I don't know. There's a bit of encouragement to any of you who are dealing with the same sort of issues. You know, I get it. The fear is real. And it can be crippling at times. But the alternative is giving in to that fear. Curling up in a ball somewhere where you think you're safe. You know what? Maybe maybe it is safer. It ain't better. It isn't living. It isn't living right anyway. Come on, my friends. We ain't going out like that. 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 As the host of a show called What We're Drinking, People often ask me, hey, what are you drinking? When it comes to American-made whiskey, my go-to is Rabbit Hole. Their unique recipes were created by their founder, a guy named Cave. He and his team at Rabbit Hole spare no expense in making their bourbon and rye. They have their own cooking methods and use top-of-the-line grains. They never chill filter, and they use barrels that are toasted, charred, and wood-fired, which almost nobody does. What you end up with is a line of bourbon and rye with these really rich, deep flavors that are unlike anything you've ever tasted. What are you having? It's a question as old as the bartending profession itself. And if you ask me, the answer is rabbit hole. Stale is one of my least favorite words in the English language. It's a real blah word, isn't it? Stale. Rhymes with fail, which nobody likes to do, and kale, which nobody but weirdos really likes to eat. I prefer an antonym to stale. And that's fresh, as in fresh victor a line of all-natural, clean-label cocktail mixers that really come in handy when you're having a little drinking sesh. See what I did there? Rhymes with fresh. Yeah. Anywho... 
Fresh Victor offers nine unique blends with contemporary flavors designed to tantalize any palate. I love them all, but my absolute favorites are three citrus and mint leaf, strawberry and lemon, and cactus pear and pomegranate. All of the ingredients are fair trade sourced, there's nothing artificial, and the mixers are produced at a 100% solar-powered juicing plant with absolutely no waste. And right now, Fresh Victor is offering a funky fresh deal to what we're drinking listeners. Simply go to freshvictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout enter promo code FVDAN20. Fresh Victor Dan 20. FVDAN20. You get 20% off your order. Think of all the money you'll save while also becoming the envy of all the amateur mixologists in your neighborhood. Now's the time to treat yourself to the very best mixers on the market, and that's Fresh Victor. All right, so we are alive here. Uh, 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 what we're drinking is the uh, is the podcast. Dan Dunn, a gentleman and a scholar. Uh, we honor his time. He's been a great man, a gracious host. We love you all to death. We'll see you soon. Zinky McGinky, take care. Joining me now... He's the host of the wildly popular Name Drop <laughs> podcast. More importantly, he's an old dear friend of mine, Mr. Tim Bader. Yes. How you doing, Timmy? Philly style, man. I love Philly it. Philly style. Look at him. He's coming in way hot just off a five-day Vegas extravaganza. A bender, dude. Your, your Vegas trips are... I follow them on your Instagram. What is your Instagram, by the way? Uh, at Timmy Bounce Back. At Timmy Bounce Back. So you... When you do Vegas... You can I say names here? Sure. You, you do it with usually with Dana White. Yep. Who tell us who Dana White Dana is? Dana White is the closest thing to a real life Marvel superhero for me. Yeah. He runs the UFC, and now they just acquired uh, the WWE, you know, Wrestling Federation. Uh, I've been to his office at the Apex. He is an extraordinary blackjack player, and we just have a, a blast. And he also owns a whiskey called Howlerhead. A banana flavored whiskey. And why do I not? Why have I not had him on my show? We got to have him on the show. Him. Maybe now, we go to the Apex. And- when you gamble with him, how do you keep? Are you gambling with his money? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, how are you keeping? He up? does make fun of me because Steve will do it. Who's my nephew? These guys have way more money than I do. Like if I'm playing blackjack, honestly, explain who Steve will do it. Is he's a he is a YouTube YouTuber that got canceled, but he's making videos now. For Rumble, and what we did for the first time ever, I think in the history of Las Vegas, the Red Rock Casino allowed us to live stream Blackjack all live. So everything you're seeing, like you were there. We had like 25,000 people watching us. And, we, and they came back. They were down like 60 grand, 60 grand. I think totally they collected 170,000, and it's real. Nothing is fixed. Like it's, it's really happening. And I think that's where the future's going. Like kids... These days, they don't watch TV shows. They like to watch one another. And this live streaming thing rumbles on it. And I felt like I was ahead of the curve on something. I'm like, man, this is exciting, you know? All these kiddos are, in, and they have the chat thing. Everyone's busting your balls or telling you what to do. So it, it was pretty fun, man. I want to know what your secret is. Because we're of similar age. Where do you get the stamina? Because I can't do Vegas anymore. And you do it all the time and you do you also just pick up your 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 friends with bob mennery as well and i i see you guys on social media and you guys will just pick up and oh now we're flying to the kentucky derby or now we're going to the indianapolis 500 where how do you get the stamina 
It's tough. I mean, look, I don't have a wife or kids. Uh, I'm a day drinker, and sleep is very, very important to me. You know, if I can get a solid eight hours and water, dude, now, like, you got to stay hydrated. I love those liquid IVs. But you also, like, you have to just realize how lucky and blessed my life is. So if you always keep that in mind, you can kind of, like, you can get through it. That's but I mean, I am crashing now. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I do need a recharge. Are you going to make it through this interview? <laughs> I don't know. I could fall asleep. I, we'll, we'll move it on then quickly. Well, I know you're, you're a big fan. Your, your go-to drink is Miller Lite. Miller Lite. Why? Yeah. Truth, I think my mom, my mom had, has eight kids, one girl, seven boys. And I think when light beer came out, she knew that we come from a long line of drinkers, that if I could get them hooked on the lightest beer... It would probably be the safest route because she would buy kegs of Miller Lite. And if you weren't 21, she would I let love you drink your mom's them, buying But she wouldn't kegs. let you drink whiskey. Do you get what I'm saying? Kegger at Tim's mom's yeah, house. <laughs> she would do it at the family parties. So I, I think there, there was a method to her madness because my dad drinks VO and water, which is nasty or Crown Royal. But everybody in my family drinks Miller Lite, Miller Lattes. Wow. And it is the lightest beer. So every family has their rites of passage, and yours was doing a keg stand or something with yeah. your mom? Yeah, because you just got hooked on it early. All right, well, I came across some news. This is not Miller Lite, but it's the same family. This is from NPR. There's a headline here. The champagne beers gets crushed in Belgium. Now, ready for this, Tim? I want to get your opinion. Brussels. The guardians of champagne will let no one take the name of the bubbly beverage in vain, not even a U.S. beer behemoth. For years, Miller High Life, as you know, has used the Champagne of Beers slogan. Yeah. This week, the appro- that appropriation became impossible to swallow. And here come the, uh, here come the trucks for us. Yeah. They're finally coming. <laughs> to, they're coming to take us away. Oh, my. Uh, anyway, don't mind that. We are, uh, by the way, we are on Sunset Boulevard right now, State Social House. That's yes. where we're recording this interview. Want to give them a shout out. And also to the fine folks of the L.A. West, West Fire Department. West, West Hollywood uh, <laughs> Fire Department. Okay. Anyway. So Champagne of Beers is the, 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 how they branded themselves Miller High Life. But Champagne is a term that can only be used by law for bubbly made in the Champagne region. And so using that term is a violation of EU regulations. So at the request of the trade body defending the interest of the houses and growers of the Northeast French sparkling wine, Belgium Customs crushed more than 2,000 cans of Miller High Life. Destroyed it. This is crazy. On the grounds that the century-old motto used by the American brewery infringes the protected designation of origin champagne. How do you feel about this? I'm disappointed because it's just a play on words. Let's, Let's be honest. Sure. Is Miller High Life really the champagne of beers? Have you ever tried it? (laughs) I mean, it's ridiculous. yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, to, to even compare it, like I actually like champagne. I drink it in the mornings. Um, you can't compare Miller High Life to any champagne. If you can't take that as tongue in cheek, I don't know. I mean, what's happening? This woke world—it's too crazy. Well, all right. Let me let me bring this up. Then uh, it also brings us up to the whole thing about this ridiculous thing that's going on right now of destroying things 
that you've already paid for. And we saw this with the Bud Light where, you know, I call them the snowflakes of the right. Where the, oh my God, they acknowledge someone other than me. Let me, and these guys are, you know, Kid Rock and these assholes oh are God. out there. Destroy, but how do you, like, it's funny to me to watch these people make a, a show, a performance of destroying something that they've already paid for. It doesn't make any sense. I will say that I laughed my ass off with that Kid Rock thing. That's so funny. First of all, he can't shoot. Did you see the, if you watch the video, there's actually somebody shooting from the sides to destroy. No, you go watch that video. He's such a bad shot, you know, that somebody else had to shoot from the sides to destroy this thing. But who cares? I, I don't. I mean, I love Miller Lite, dude. I, I don't care who they sponsor. I'm not not drinking. You Miller live Lite. in West Hollywood. It is a predominantly gay section of of this of Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Yeah. Do you give a fuck, Tim, if somebody if I saw the, the 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 draggiest drag queen of all time sitting next to me drinking but I'd buy him a Bud Light. Who cares? I'm with you. I I could you'd be hard pressed to find something I care less about. <laughs> right? You know this is it's absolutely true. But that being said, you know, I uh I invested in my own beer, bounce back beer that's Marketed to drink during the day. It's the lightest of light beer. Wait a minute. Is this breaking news? This is breaking news. Hold on. We have a breaking news sound effect. Like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Breaking news. We have 7,216 ounce cans of bounce back beer, beer that you drink during the day. You can have six of these and still make that early dinner. Okay. So let me, I got a lot of questions here. What's the alcohol? What's the ABV? I think it's... I wanted it to be 4.5, but I think it's 5.0. That's not light. I know. Like, it's yeah. a little... But, but he, the, I talked to the guy, and he goes, I have this new... What do they call it? Brewing. What, 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 oats or hops or whatever. Hops. That's like the lightest of light. I'm like... Oats. <laughs> honey, honey bunches of oats. Bounce back beer. <laughs> There's a real beer man over yeah. here. So those oats that they're distilling. <laughs> yeah, no, nutmeg uh, and honey. That, I mean, yeah. I haven't even tasted it, so I'm rolling the dice. <laughs> it, it, know, it's a lager. I know that. Do you know where they're distilling it? Uh, it's a, tor, yeah, what's it called? Tortugo, right? The brewery. Which answers my second question. Do you know that beer is not distilled? Okay. Oh, uh, I didn't. It's what, what is, it's fermented, isn't it? Yes. Come on, are we having a? Uh, Sorry, now I'm fucking with you. But no, yeah, no, they don't. No, it's good. Alcohol is distilled, not beer. But it, the design looks great. Um, it's definitely an homage to uh, Duff beer in The Simpsons. So we clearly are going to have to have you back on when you have the beer and have a taste test. We can have a t- We can do this. But okay, so when is this going to be hitting? Literally Monday, cat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having a uh, a bounce back birthday brunch Saturday, May 13th here, starting at noon, from noon to five by five o'clock. So I'm going to have to come for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're going to have to. So be this there. is going to be the official unveiling. Is it only going to be available here in California? I think. At first? Yeah, I think it's only going to be sold here and Barney's Beanery. Wow. It, it could change. It could change. We don't know. But I mean, I, I hope I like it. This is exciting <laughs> stuff. 
you clearly have no idea how it was made or no what idea. it tastes like or anything, but you're willing to slap your name on it. Yeah, I, love I do that. like. That's what I love about you, Timmy. I do like the the the, the label slamming. Yeah, the yeah. label is slamming. <laughs> well, tell us about the label. No, it's a, like you know I love the Simpsons and Duff beer, but we wanted to make it. You know, we want to market it to drink during the day. So it looks, it's, it's blue and orange, and it just feels like a sunny day like this. Yeah. So this is the kind of beer when you're a little slow in the morning from the night before, you crack it open, it's light, it's refreshing, it's crisp, it's, you know, it's watered down, so you can just have like 50 of them in function. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's got electrolytes and caffeine, I think, who knows? It's got electrolytes in it. <laughs> and caffeine. I think they might sprinkle a little uh, meth in there. Yeah, yeah I mean. it's, out, it's a liquid out of wall. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I, I know you're you you you're overdue to go to bed, so yes, we're gonna let you go in a second. But um, I was on your podcast recently, uh, Name Drop, and uh, we we got into a little bit the fact that you knew my brother, yeah, Brian, Brian, my late brother Brian, be done, who passed away, and. We've never really talked too much about it, but I want to get your thoughts. But I thought I would read you a little thing that was in the book, American Wino, about Brian, and then very quickly get your thoughts, because you knew Brian. You guys hung out. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were die- he was a very passionate guy. We were diehard Philly guys. Yeah. So this is a part of the Wino where towards the end of the book, you know, in the book I talk about my brother's in it with me. Like we have these conversations all the time, even though he's dead. And I have, so at this point in the book, I'm talking about, I'm going to give this seminar at Pebble beach food and wine, or I'm giving a seminar in the Pebble beach food and wine where I'm talking about the trip. And at this point I talk about a stopover in Texas, um, that I had with Brian and I'm going to read this to you and then we'll get your thoughts on Brian and we'll wrap it up. Okay. So I did have one unexpected moment in the middle of my talk when we gotten around to Texas. I told the story of going to visit Buddy Holly's grave at the municipal cemetery in Lubbock. How I'd arrived there in the middle of a sunny Sunday afternoon and been struck by the fact that there wasn't another living soul around. I get that Holly'd been dead for 55 years and Lubbock isn't Grand Central Station, but still, not one other person. So I hadn't planned to get into it, but somehow it just came out. I told the audience that my brother had died unexpectedly and that I'd taken a mason jar filled with his ashes along with me on the trip. I also told them about how I laid the jar with Brian's ashes right next to Buddy Holly's gravestone, which is engraved with the rocker's actual surname. I don't know if you knew this, Tim. It's H-O-L-L-E-Y. I did not know That's his real name, and they took the E out when he became famous, or when his stage name. And that while snapping pictures, I found myself humming, oh boy. And that I sprinkled more of Brian's ashes on that spot than I had anywhere else along the way. I realized too late at this seminar at Pebble Beach that I'd ventured into shaky territory. I could feel the emotion rising in me, the walls closing in just the tiniest bit, the yawning maw of the universe opening under my feet. What I didn't tell them about was a conversation that Brian and I had there. In my head, you know, anybody that read the book was used to this thing by now, but um, I was worried it was going to be a little bit much. But Brian told me that he hadn't seen Buddy Holly in the afterlife. In fact, in all the time he'd been dead, he hadn't met a single celebrity. I guess things there are pretty similar to the way they are here. 
Somehow the famous people are always hanging out someplace just slightly cooler than you are. So what about limbs? I asked him. Brian says, limbs? Yeah, you know, dad's arm. My dad lost his arm. My cousin's leg. Dad's arm. Dennis's leg. Whatever body part the drummer from Def Leppard is missing. Have you encountered any expired limbs? Fucking weird, dude, Brian said. I say, you mean weird like standing over Buddy Holly's grave talking to a jar of dirt weird? I'm a whole person, asshole. I say, you were a whole person. Whatever. I don't know where the limbs go. Someplace else. I'm not in fucking charge. So I started humming Peggy Sue, or maybe Brian did. And then I asked him, if you could have done one thing before you died, what would it have been? And he says, not jumped off that pier. No, I mean, if you were going to die no matter what, but you got to do one last thing, what would it be? Brian says, all right, bucket lifts do over. So while he was thinking about it, I hummed a few bars of La Bamba by Buddy Holly's ill-fated traveling companion, Richie Valens. So finally, after a bit, Brian says, well, if I could have done one last thing, I guess I would have told you guys, you know, our family, how much I love you called or texted or something does that count it's technically more than one thing yeah man i said it counts he says oh and i would have had a karaoke showdown with bill murray and i go that's two things <laughs> and he says why you gotta be so stingy about the do-overs and i said you gotta have you gotta limit it somehow right that's how life works is it he replied and i didn't have a good answer that was the last time we spoke on the trip or since so there you go. That's beautiful. So now let me hear your, now that I've gotten you all emotional. No, but we, we Brian and I, uh, we had a lot of serious talks about our family because my family was dysfunctional too. You know, he, he had shared a lot of stuff. He had issues with your dad. Yeah. And I had issues with my mom. I mean, I, I love my mom, but I, I mean, we used to go to the den of all places. And I, I can remember, it's like, he and I had this in common. When you have children, you don't know, as parents, you don't know how much attention each individual child needs. And Brian and I both needed a lot of attention. That's why I'm an actor. That's why I love music. And he loved music because we loved all the same bands. In fact, I, he never played any instruments, did he? No, he but always, he, worked at, he worked at Universal Music. But yeah. he always talked about like going to play guitar or something like that. So, I mean, we bonded over that. I wish... I wish he hadn't jumped off of that pier either. I mean, he had done that more than one time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it was a thing. But it was... And just anybody th- listening out there, it, he didn't... Well, I guess he did, but he didn't purposely commit suicide. Right. He jumped off and drank in 4th of July and got caught in a riptide. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah. yeah it was absolutely catastrophic and tragic, but, uh, you know, we'll, he'll be missed, man. I like to end the shows on really downer notes, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. High notes. <laughs> Sorry. Go Sixers! Well, we've never had a chance to really talk about it, you know, on a, on a podcast in front of yeah. You know, yeah, it's tens just... of people. <laughs> um, and anyway, well, I appreciate that, man. I mean, I know he meant a lot to you, meant the world to me, and it's nice to, every time I see you, I always think about the fact that you guys were tight, so yeah, that's nice. And uh, where do they find you at? Timmy Bounce Back? Yeah, Timmy Bounce Back on Instagram, and then we're on all platforms, uh, name drops everywhere. But Rumble, we got to plug Rumble. 
Plug, rumble's big. Plug and rumble. Rumble's going to buy our show, I think. And now Tim and I are going to go drink and go rumble. Well, no, you have a flight to catch, don't you? That's right. Yeah, soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a nap to take. Timmy, Tim Bader, listen, check out his podcast. Check, just check him out. And if you're in the West Hollywood, LA area, when is it? May 13th? May 13th. Is this open to the public? Yeah, it's actually my birthday right here at State. Okay. State Social House, May 13th. Timmy Bounce Back is going to be Bounce Back Beer. Bounce Back Beer. Thanks for joining me, man. My pleasure. A little slow tonight, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is, Mr. Torrance. What let be? Mr. Cranston, welcome back to the What We're Drinking Lounge. It's wonderful to see you. Hello, everyone. What'll it be? Uh, like a vodka tonic with a little squeeze of lime or something like that. Stay away from anything that would stain the teeth like red wine. Perhaps we could do a shot together? Why, what, why would we do that? Oh, well, last time you dropped by, we shared a shot of Jägermeister, remember? I hated it. It smelled like cleaning fluid. Ah, I see, sir. Well, how about some mezcal, then? I want to be seduced into it. Oh, um, how about some mezcal? Yes, the celebrity is truly behind it. Cheers. It's, it's really good. Would you like another? Don't let anybody tell you that what you like to drink is, is silly or whatever. It's right for you. Good for you. So that's a yes? You're out of your mind. All right then, sir. So you're taking it easy. Keeping track of time is so difficult right now. I hope you enjoyed your time here today, sir. You were great. The celebrity is truly behind it. It's always good to see you. Hello, everyone. Yes. Yes. Righto. You were great. You too, Mr. Cranston. Well, thanks. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. I want to thank my man, Tim Bader, for being on the show. Check out Timmy's podcast, Name Drop. Again, I invite you to follow me at the Imbiber on Instagram. WWD underscore podcast is the podcast Instagram handle. Next week, we're going to have the live recording from the stand. And if you're in the New York area, tickets are still available for this Thursday's show. Go to thestandnyc.com. Get your tickets. Also going to be emceeing the Whiskey X on May 25th in Brooklyn, New York. And those tickets are available at thewhiskeyx.com. Come say hi to me. That's it, folks. Thank you again. See you next time. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Nothing is over! What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.